everyone, it is Liz here, aka The Potsy Zebra, and this is my first ever podcast, if you can believe. Um, I'm finally getting with the times, and um, hopefully uh, the people that are tuning in, you may be new, but those of you that are already aware of my Potsy Zebra-ness, um, I have a YouTube channel called, obviously, The Potsy Zebra, and this is my first podcast of any kind, anywhere in the world. And I am here to brighten up your Mondays and talk to you about so many things, um, all of which are obviously related to EDS and all the other millions of things that come with it. Um, I won't just be talking about myself and my experiences because I do a lot of that on YouTube. Obviously, some of you who tune in uh, either don't have YouTube, don't like YouTube, you may be in hospital and not able to access it, but you can obviously download podcasts and listen to them later. Uh, You may be travelling, and yeah, I think podcasts are a really good way of getting information. Um, I listen to them myself personally. Uh, So yeah, I just think that they're good. (laughs) Um, I myself am, as I said, Liz, the Potsy Zebra. If you don't know me, I live in the UK, in England to be precise. Um, I am 35. I have EDS, H-E-D-S, formerly type 3. I was diagnosed in 2009, right at the beginning of 2009, so we're coming up to my 10-year EDS anniversary uh, for my diagnosis. Um, I have a gazillion comorbidities, uh, the usual common ones being POTS, uh, gastroparesis, costochondritis, sciatica, and then loads of little bitty ones that some people have, some people don't, like vitamin D deficiency, um, anemia, um, I have a spondylolisthesis in my spine, I have um, just been diagnosed with Shergin syndrome, which I'm still learning what that is. Um, and I have problems pretty much with every part of my body. Um, I also have lots of joint issues. Um, I use a wheelchair 90% of the time, um, so mostly all the time outside. Inside, I live in a small bungalow, and so I don't need it as much, but on days where I'm very potsy, or if I've done an injury, which is pretty much most of the time, I need it to get around, um... And if I'm going somewhere where there's no wheelchair access, I will take a crutch and make sure I sit down all the time because my standing tolerance is probably like one minute. (laughs) Um, I literally cannot stand up without fainting and they can't get on top of that. They never have been able to. Um, So yeah, um, I have tons of specialists. Um, I was very lucky um, to find the specialists eventually. I, like many others, had to go down the route of private um, diagnosis. Um, My POTS was diagnosed first, actually, in 2008, um, luckily by an amazing uh, neurological doctor called Professor Matthias, who now doesn't practice NHS, and I think he's retiring from private practice too, but he knew all about the EDS link with POTS and pointed me in the direction of Professor Graham, and I got diagnosed in his clinic. Um... So I've been dealing with EDS and all the side illnesses to it for nearly 10 years. Well, some of them over 10 years. Um, I had had the symptoms my entire life. Um, I was actually adopted, so I 
didn't know up until about 2006, 2007, any of my birth family had never met them, never made any contact. And through the wonders of Facebook and also through an intermediary, I tracked down my birth mum and half-sister and... Um, over the course of time, I've discovered my half-brother has um, not been diagnosed, but has all the EDS markers. He has the gastro issues, he has the joint dislocations, the stretchy skin, everything. And all my aunties and uncles have joint issues, which doctors locally have told them that it's like arthritis, but I really do think it's EDS. Um, so for me, it was a hard time, and I would really struggle with a new criteria, which was April last year, they changed everything because part of it is your genetic background. And obviously I have zero clue for certain for anyone who has EDS in my family. So that was quite a struggle. Um, but anyway, yeah, I cope fairly well. I really struggled at the beginning and the way I've got through life is just with positivity. Um, people do struggle with that. And for me, I found that when you first get diagnosed, you don't really have any support at all. Some people, um, you know, you get referred to your physio or to a pain clinic or something like that if you're lucky. Um, but I find for the social, emotional and um, kind of that side of things, there's nothing. They don't say, well, this is an organisation that will help you come to terms with things. If they did that, it would be a lot better. And not just in the UK, but all over the world. Um, I mean, EDS UK, uh, the support uh, group charity, it's the only one in the UK that is for EDS. Um, there's also the HMSA, which is a hypermobility syndrome association. Um, if they had those leaflets to give to people once they were diagnosed for those charities, at least people would know it exists and there is help. Um, because I now volunteer for EDS UK as an area coordinator. And that basically means that I run a support group um, in the town I live in for people who are members of EDS UK. And we have four quarterly um, meetings and um, some informal ones in between. And people get to meet other people with EDS, have a good chat, cry, talk, sit back and listen, do whatever you like. But you, you don't feel the odd one out because I found when I got diagnosed that, you know, I eventually ended up in a wheelchair and people stare at you and people don't understand because you don't look ill it's the invisible illness and all this and it just really sucks and I had no support at all so I was really um, glad when I found EDS UK and at the time there was no support groups uh, there was just a forum that no one really used on the website and it was just really hard to um, find anything and on the internet there were no Facebook support groups or anything and over the last 10 years it has blown out of proportion like there is masses of groups um, some very specific ones for people in different countries, some specific for types of EDS and some for different groups. So, for example, EDS UK itself has side groups. So it has ones just for parents and carers of people with EDS. One is for older people with EDS. One is for men with EDS um, and that kind of thing. So and in their regional groups, too, um, they are for the support groups. So I'm in the southeast, um, so there's about three or four of our groups in there. Um, and we try and cover the country, but we always need more groups because there is so many more people out there with EDS than you realise. Um, I've met a lot of people, obviously, doing through my support and volunteer work, 
but I randomly um, have been on YouTube watching somebody for years and then they just come out with oh by the way my sister or my brother has this thing called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and I'm like oh my god like you know how did I not realise or you know it's crazy and you and I've even met people um, from doing uh, fundraising um, I once dressed as a zebra um, in a zebra onesie painted my face and sat in my high street which was crazy on like I was in my wheelchair on the pavement with my collection tin for EDS UK and I had pinned on my chest a um, sign that says, ask me why um, I'm a zebra. And obviously loads of people did. And I explained that and what EDS was and educated a huge amount of people in one day. And I think I raised about £100. But I had about three people come up to me, all who had EDS, all who lived in my town. And none of them knew about EDS UK um, or that there was any help out there. And I find that a lot of people feel alone, they feel isolated, especially when their friends and family don't understand or try and understand or listen. Um, I was kind of 50-50. I had some friends who really were like, oh my gosh, you know, anything we can do to help and would listen. And other friends who immediately were like, oh, you're real, we don't want to know because they'd invite me to events and I'd obviously be like, yeah, I can go in the last minute. No, I'm not feeling well and they just think I was flaky and they stopped inviting me to things my work became really really hard um they would put pressure on me um I'd go back and forth I would have like I had a year off then I had six months off then I went back like part-time and at the time I was living in London I'd been there six years and I just couldn't cope because I wasn't earning enough money to pay the rent and bills I was getting sicker and sicker then my housemate decided to uh, move um, and I couldn't afford to live on my own and I was like I've got to make some big decisions so I decided to move back with my parents for a while because I needed to save some money I also needed to have some rest because my body was completely oh it was a mess I was getting ill all the time especially when you work in an office and there's germs everywhere and as a lot of you know with EDS we have weak immune systems um, also with POTS uh, and it was just a nightmare, I was always getting colds, coughs, all sorts. So I moved back with my parents for a, a couple of years, about three years, um, during which time I met a lovely man online who I'm now married to and live with. Um, and it was crazy because that side of things, I honestly thought I'd be single forever. I um, just literally... I had tried to um, go on dates and things when I lived in London and they'd either not be interested or, you know, they'd be like, I'll come back to my place. And I literally would be like thinking, well, I haven't got meds with me for tomorrow. I can't walk that far. I can't go to work in these places. And literally be like, there'd be so many things I'd have to think of that I could never, like, I could never think about that. And then the future and all that, I was just so still trying to process getting diagnosed and then I ended up going to um, the National Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital in Stanmore um, in 2012 to their rehab programme for pain management. And it's a three-week inpatient programme where you go home at weekends um, if you don't live too far away. Um, and it was amazing. I met people with EDS. You're generally grouped with people who have EDS um, in the same ward. And we just got on. We socialised, it was good to find, you know, I'd say, oh, I have problems with this joint, and they're like, oh, me too, and the guy advised on how to remedy it, and 
oh, this is amazing. And what you learn there is how to pace yourself, how to cope with your pain. A lot of people I know struggle with that and they refuse to go on rehab programs. And I just now am at the stage like, if you don't want help, then that's your own fault. Like, you know, you it's got to take you to realise. It's like an addiction thing. It's got to take some the person who's suffering to accept help and realise you can't force someone to accept help or realise what's happening. So there was that side of things. Um, but it was great and I did that and had CBT after as an outpatient and that really helped me accept my EDS, um, especially with my family. I had a lot of um, kind of problems with my dad accepting it. He wouldn't accept if I used a wheelchair. He was like really embarrassed to be seen with me and he wouldn't ever ask about how I was or if I had a hospital appointment, he wouldn't take any interest and he... I don't think he's ever come to a hospital appointment with me um, because he just doesn't want to know or if there's something new, he does ask now. Things have changed. But in my head now, the whole point of the CBT, and it also is the same with my friends, is like I just switch off. I don't really care how my friends or my family feel. Um, I was so encompassed with like, why don't they care? Why aren't they asking how I am? Why don't they want to know what EDS is? Now I'm just like, if they don't want to know then I don't really care because they're not a good friend. And a lot of my friends have been so uncaring and so not wanting to know what it is or even help fundraise or anything. And if it was the other way around, I would always want to help my friends out and listen and help. That I was just like, I don't need this kind of thing in my life. I don't need the stress. I don't need the um, just the extra worry and... There's no need for it. Just surround yourself with the people who show they care and are really lovely. And I've made some amazing friends through Facebook, some of which I've never met. Um, Solely, you know, they have EDS and POTS. We don't just talk about that all the time because that would just be depressing. We have lots of things in common. And, um, yeah, and through that I met my friend Tara and we run UK Potsies, which is a Facebook group for people who've got POTS who live in the UK um, it's UK only just because all over the world there seems to be a lot of different treatment, especially America's, like different medications, different medication names, different treatments. Um, there's a lot more advanced technology over in America and so we decided to keep it UK based only just because it's easier. And obviously people go to similar doctors, similar hospitals and it's just a lot easier. Um, so yeah, so basically... I have decided to be the Potsy Zebra, uh, to bring more awareness. Um, I really do think that that's still lacking. Um, Even my own GP doesn't know about it, and I have sent a link to all my GPs in the practice that I go to about the... There's a GP toolkit. If you want to know more about the GP toolkit, I will put a link in the description of this podcast, if that's possible. Um, because GPs is done by the Royal College of uh, uh, General Practitioners, so it's an official thing. Um, they will know what it is. They have toolkits for other illnesses, and this is like a comprehensive, massive load of information for them that's very medical-based, so it's in their kind of their speak, um, and it basically tells them what EDS is, how to treat it, complications and everything they need to know and GPs have access to this they just choose not to listen and that's my bugbear so yeah um so basically um that's my kind of medical side 
other side of me is that I um, I love music. I play the piano. I used to teach the piano and hoping to start that up again in the new year. Now I have a piano, um, which is amazing. My parents got it for me for my birthday. A lovely second-hand piano. Um, I love composing music. I did a degree in music composition. And my dream was to write for film and TV, and it still kind of is. But it's like things like acting and dancing. It's very hit and miss. It's not guaranteed work. And plus, my health is so up and down that I cannot hold down a job. I mean, since the beginning of July this year, I've been in a gastroparesis flare that I'm still not out of. And I, um, I'm just not able to eat, really. So... <laughs> that's fun um but aside from that i have two gorgeous cats i love animals um i was more of a dog person but when i moved in with my husband we got a cat because i'm not well enough to look after a dog um and cats are easier <laughs> uh and i just i love um i love watching netflix and tv i love watching movies um i like doing a lot of things and keeping busy that's why i do a lot of volunteering i run a lot of groups I have a lot of new ventures that sometimes fail um, uh, sometimes they don't fail um, hopefully this is one that doesn't fail and I just want to keep busy um, I just want to make people aware um, hopefully people listen to this who don't have EDS and POTS um, if they're curious to know what it is obviously if you don't know what it is I will do a podcast that's more like what is EDS, what is POTS, but I was going to keep it kind of light-hearted for my first ever podcast because, you know, if you're listening and you know what it is, you're not going to listen to my first podcast, and that's really sad. Um, but the plan is that I will be talking about hot topics of the day. I am going to be interviewing people, hopefully, um, like my physio, some of the specialists around the country, hopefully the EDS UK office. We may be talking to them. Um, other people who um, have EDS, um, anyone who is uh, doing awareness for EDS and POTS and things like that, or activists, anyone who wants to advertise or get messages across about EDS, um, just feel free to message me. My email address is lizpots83 at gmail.com. That is lizpots, P-O-T-S, 83 at gmail.com and you can tell me if you would like to be interviewed obviously if you're far away we can do it via phone and all of this is pre-recorded um so that you know don't worry if you're nervous um or you need you know i need to edit things because i may well do in this podcast so far we're going great though i have not had to edit so far um but yeah hopefully I will be getting better quality microphones and sound and things like that as time goes on. But I want to see how the podcasts are received, whether you like them or not. So please give this a good rating if that's the kind of thing that happens. Because <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, so they'll happen every Monday, the podcasts. I will try and post them um, in the day uh, or... Yeah, probably kind of midday. So for anyone around the world, they get them as soon as they wake up. Anyone in Europe will get them in the afternoon. Um, and yeah, that shouldn't be too bad. You shouldn't miss any then. Um, I'm going to use Podbean, which is a great platform. 
and also trying to upload it to iTunes, the actual podcast app. But I'm looking into how to do that. I'm very into technology. That's another hobby of mine. Um, I record my own music and stuff, and I did um, my one of my A levels was uh, music technology. So I'm very into fixing computers, recording music. And things like that so I'll figure it all out but you need to do a podcast to upload before you can actually figure out how it all works so bear with me I hope you've enjoyed my first podcast and um, I shall post a link of what the topic for next week will be um, I have no idea yet <laughs> we'll see how many people listen to this um, I hope you've enjoyed it and have a fab week and hello to every single potsy zebra or zebra potsy or if you're just a zebra or just a potsy you're all welcome and you're all fab bye